Hi there, Gav here. Just a quick note before we get going with this latest episode. Recorded uh, about two weeks before the start of the 2020 season and actually a day before we spoke to Bradley Smith. Uh, so slightly out of order in case there's a couple of things that we mentioned in there that uh, don't sync up. Uh, but Sylvain was fantastic, as always, such a, a likeable character. Go and check out his YouTube channel. Just put Sylvain Gintley into Google and I'm sure it'll pop up. He's done a great comparison of the uh, Suzuki road bike with the stock bike with the race prep machine. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good watch. And he's uh, having a lot of success, much more than us. <laughs> so maybe we should actually be asking him to give us a big up. That's what we need. I'm going to get on to him next. It's a very clean episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Makes us very excited to see the Suzuki in action this season. And don't forget, there's also a video version already up on YouTube. I'm sure it'll find its way to Facebook and all those kind of things uh, where you can see all our faces and see the reactions. And there's a, you can actually see the Naked Lady Lighter. I mean, so for you perverts, might be ideal. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm going to try and look into the camera this time because I didn't do that oh, last time all the no, way through. I'm like talking to you and I'm like, wait a second. We actually do this for a living. What's going on? But uh, on the iPad, it's like it's so far away. Yeah, that's the thing. You look like you know. a weirdo. Yeah, so I'm sort yeah. of looking above the top of the camera, uh, the top of the TV. Yeah. And your face is like somewhere down there. In yeah, my exactly. If I look at the camera, you're down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But actually, if I'm a little bit further away like this, it's, yeah, it's, it's not actually, as bad. It's not yeah. as bad. So, uh, but I, I mean, that. We might as well use that as the start because that's how professional <laughs> we are. Uh, back for another video edition and audio. Of course, most of you will be listening on the podcast. I think about 20 people have watched it because you don't want to see mine or his uh, lockdown hair, which I have to say, Neil Hodgson this morning is looking pretty bushy. Um, and uh, I see the combing still going well, filling in all the gaps. It, uh, this is, if anyone wants to know what my hair looks like when I get up, this is it. So <laughs> got up this morning and I came straight to work. I've been, I'm helping my mates out Dicky again. So, um, one of, uh, he's a man down. So, uh, I, I basically come and get in the way really. So Brilliant. Been, I'm sure that's helpful to him in no way whatsoever. I've got a dirty hands. I must have done something first right or time, wrong. I don't first time since you were a labourer. When was it? A bricklayer, was it? Bricklayer, 1990, 91 and 92. So I did three when years as a builder. Amazing. Uh, uh, what? what, what? <laughs> but, um, no, anyone? I've, uh, I've, do you know what? I've, I've said it before. I've told you before, but I'll say it again. I absolutely love it, helping him out. Come in here. I come a couple of times a week, sometimes three, sometimes one. But um, just doing a bit of normal work that I've, like I say, not done since the early 90s. It's so rewarding. Paint spraying. A car comes in, it's got a bit, you know, it's got a dint in it. You repair it, paint it, it goes out. Happy customer, happy days. So it's, it sounds cheesy, I know, but I've loved it. Love, love, love for popping in here. Oh, well, that's uh, good to see. Good to see you keeping busy because we know what racers get like when they're uh, not busy. Our guest today actually is one of the busiest men in motorcycling, judging by what he's been up to over recent weeks. Not only that, but he's got an absolute massive family. So he's going to be, I can't imagine yeah, what his lockdown five, has been Five like. kids. Is it, is it five? five? kids, yeah. They had another five one a kids. couple of years ago, wasn't it? Or last year or the year before. Yeah. 
any, anyone who's got kids, I always say, after you've got, you've had two, I don't, I never understand the conversation where you go, shall we have another? Yeah, go on. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but I don't know how you get to five when you've got four kids. By lots of practice, four, apparently. <laughs> he's got four young kids as well, hasn't he? So, you yeah. know, they're not that old. So, no, no. But, but if you meet, meet his, his wife, you'll understand why he's been practising. <laughs> you can't say that. I mean, that's, that's so creepy. That sounds well bad. You're going to so want that cutting, but that is staying in, and that's what oh, uh, people at home are tuning in for. Uh, yeah, if you are listening to the podcast version, we have got a video version. Currently on YouTube, we put it out on Facebook as well. Um, it's not live. We don't do anything like that. Susie and her breakfast club are doing the, uh, that live pretty much every single day. No, thank you. Uh, we haven't got uh, the resources for starters or the balls because we know something would go wrong or that sort of thing. All the, In fact, all the intelligence. All the intelligence. Yeah, any of it. Yeah, to, to work it all so out. We'll leave that to the consummate professionals and we'll be the ones who are just cracking on. Um, I've actually made a, a boo-boo already, Neil, because I've forgotten to send the meeting request to our guest, Sylvain Gintoli. So... Do you know what right. I'm going to do? In the meantime, I'm just going to scooch over Pop. here and send him a message because yeah. I've got it copied and I'm just going right. to send it to him. Uh, so you keep talking amongst yourselves. Yeah, I'll keep talking. I'll, I'll explain where I am. I'm in the office at work, right? And I'm sat at the desk. I'm sat at the boss's desk, Dicky. You'll have heard me talk about him. And he's got a packet of cigarettes here and it's got that on the front. Basically, it's a man lying in the fetal position. If ever something was going to put you off smoking... I don't understand what it is about the man in the fetal position, but anyway, that's another story. But like backed up with, he's crying. After backed the, up uh... with, Dicky's lighter. <laughs> so for the for those of oh, you at no, home, we're going to get banned off YouTube now straight away. I've got an, it's a full on nineteen eighties lighter with a very attractive young lady who's naked on it. Do you know so, what? Uh, with a, with a days. Frenchman coming on today, honorary Brit with a Frenchman, but it reminds me of going on uh, French Exchange. And those yeah. lighters where you turned them upside down, do you remember? And you could only do get I them remember? In, you could only get them in France, and then you turned them back the other way, and the bikini came off. Oh my god! And fire uh, and little crackers, little, little fire yeah. crackers. That was the other thing that you could do over there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, when you went on the school trip there. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my questions for Sylvan in the quick fire round. Did he, what did he do it the other way? Or did yeah, he have exactly. anyone? Did he have anyone did could he, stay? <laughs> did you do it the other way? And what shit did you buy? Because basically, well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it when right, the quick okay. fire question comes. Well, save but... save that for later on. Save that for later on. Before we do speak to him, though, uh, Neil, I'm just looking at time to make sure he's not going to come in because I just want to have a quick word. With things get starting to get going, the rider market's gone absolutely bonkers. We already talked about Polispargro. Uh, we, we'd already had our interview with Danilo Petrucci. Had we ever thought Tech 3 KTM was a destination for him, Neil? No, not at all. That was, yeah. It's incredible what's happened. We thought it was actually going to be pretty boring. All the moves that had happened previous to what happened with Paul Spargro going to Honda, basically up to that point, it was all, oh no, that's a bit boring. Oh, that's not that, that exciting. But all of a sudden it's just exploded and the knock-on effect from Paul moving to Honda has been brilliant. And it's and that hasn't something even been to, to look forward yet. to. <laughs> that hasn't even been confirmed, has it? Officially. No, but obviously, yeah. But obviously, it's, it's, going. it's happening, yeah. And, and we Just don't know what the fallout is on that side. Do you know any other fallout? Let's go with that. What the fallout might be Honda-wise, Alex Marquez, Cal Crutchlow, Takanakagami. Any ideas? Well, my gut feeling is, and things, you know, the whispers you're hearing is that Alex Marquez will go to LCR, which pushes Cal out. 
Cal's not happy, and you, I can't blame him. I mean, he's done a good job there. He wants to stay with Honda, but I guess they want to keep Alex Marquez happy, and they don't. They certainly don't want to let him go. I mean, he's a two-time world champion, and he's not done a race yet on the MotoGP bike. So it's then the next question is where does Cal go? Potentially, there's talk about him moving to Aprilia. Now I don't know if that will happen or not. It'd be a good up, not a good opportunity. It's not a good opportunity to go to Aprilia, in my opinion. Financially, it could be good for his, uh, you know, moving forward for the rest of his life. So, although saying where that, else do you go? Saying that, Alex uh, Alicia Spargro was fast in testing at Mizano. He was fast in testing at the start of the season. It looks like it's progress being made. I'm just putting the counter argument. We'll find out more yeah. from Bradley Smith where they are uh, in terms of of the bike. Um, yeah, that is going to be interesting. And you wouldn't see it, Takanakagami making way. If, if no, for example, because... if he didn't live up to things this year, is that sponsorship? Is that a Japanese rider thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a Japanese rider thing. The way I see it is also on off the back on the back of him, he brings the Idemitsu sponsorship. So obviously the Japanese oil company. Mm. So I think I can't, I just can't see them getting rid of Taka. He's he's a lot younger. Cal's the second eldest rider now. So. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it'd be. I mean, oh, well, weird. Yeah. bear in mind that when we spoke to Lucha Chequinello a month and a half ago, he was saying, "Yeah, pretty much the ink's about to dry on a deal with Cal." But, you know, and that yeah. Cal Cal said to us similar kind of thing that, oh, I know I talked about possible retirement, but there hasn't really been a season. I'd like to keep going. So yeah, interesting there. But Miguel Oliveira in turn going to the factory. I mean, we thought at the time Brad Binder going ahead of him was a little bit. Uh, you can imagine how he'd be a bit miffed at that, wouldn't you, with Miguel? Yeah. Yeah, and I think the fact that each when that was announced last year, uh, Miguel Oliveira kicked off. I think that st- sort of helped stand him in good stead when now Paul's moved on. Uh, rather than Danilo Petrucci going in the factory team, I think they've done the right thing. Yeah, I think when you look, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's a good. I think it's a good signing of an experienced rider who's. Uh, got a lot of data probably coming from Ducati and he's got his own way of riding the bike, rides it in an aggressive manner, which should be similar to the KTM. But you've still got young guns there to spearhead the the factory effort. Now, the interesting bit for me now is at Ducati. I think it has been ever since we knew what was happening with Mark Marquez and the Yamaha uh, factory team having signed Fabio Quartararo and uh, Maverick Vinales. So, Andrea Davizioso is the incumbent. Everyone's generally expecting him to stay there. There's rumours about Jorge Lorenzo. I took something else in the mix. Would they go back to Cal Crutchlow? I, I don't think so personally, but that have heard that, that you know there might be talks back yeah. uh, around that way. I watched again, Undaunted, that, that hour-long documentary with Andrea De Vizioso. And uh, it's the second time I've seen it. But watching it again in a different context now with lockdown, there's, there seems to me... From Domenicali and from Dalinia, this disappointment in, well, that's just not Dovi and this is just not the way that he's going to work. And and I, I don't know, watching that, I almost get the feeling that is Dovi such a dead cert, especially now after having broken a collarbone. I know he's back in training and hoping to be there for the start of the year. But, I mean, Dovi will probably get that right. But but what's your take on, on what might be going behind the scenes, especially with Jorge Lorenzo turning up to Lamborghini to get a new car in that lovely jacket? Yeah, <laughs> hey, that was some car. The, the car that Lorenzo bought. Now, this will sound really jealous. What I'm going to say was actually that cool. It reminded me of when you were a kid, and like someone gives you like the most ridiculous looking car that's like, got a in a matchbox. 
<laughs> exactly. And you're like, wow, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. He had one in real life, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. that was it. I always had a Lamborghini Countach that, that someone uh, once bought me. And, Can you uh, imagine how much that was? God, that, that was some car, that Lamborghini. The strange thing was the Peco Vignaya number on the side, but I'm told it was because it was number 60. It was number zero of 63. So Sylvan's just messaged me to say, right. thumbs up, he'll be with us in a couple of minutes' time. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, so Ducati, what Duc do you see yeah. happening there? Well, Ducati is in a bit of a mess right now, this very second, because obviously we haven't mentioned that um, Dovid's broken his collarbone, so that's far from ideal. I mean, that's a you disaster know, to... for MotoGP, isn't it? Yeah, in a, in well, what, what was good for MotoGP was at the start of the season, Marquez was definitely not 100% fit and everybody else was. Now we've had bloody COVID-19 and, and, and we're starting the season with a man who's finished second in the world three times, now with an injury, and Mark Marquez is fully fit, so that's far from ideal. What I don't understand with Ducati is they've signed Jack Miller. We get that. Talented. Going to do a good job. Yes. Is he an alien? Well, that's yet... To be found out, yeah. To be found out. God, we hope he's going to be an alien, don't we? But anyway. He's got the temperament, so then, in a way, hasn't he? He's got what? The temperament, in a way, as Jack, in terms yes. of doing something different and being yeah. wild. And that's one side. You could see Ducati want bravery, don't they? They want someone who yeah. will just take the risks. Yeah, but what I, what I love is all Ducati wants is to win this bloody championship, right? So how you win the championship is by being consistent. The man they've got who's amazing uh, and consistent is Davizioso. And all they do is criticise him for being that man, not being wild enough, not taking enough risk. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, it's so difficult because, we've said this before, the man they're trying to be is a bit of a freak of nature. Mark Marquez is the man that, we see do all these crashes in practice and he's got this bizarre ability to go, okay, that was the limit. I'll just pull it back that little bit. So, but just to finish what I was saying, if Ducati don't sign Dove, who are they going to sign? That's going to be an alien. You'd have to say it would, it would have to be Lorenzo. Like if I was Ducati, if I was the sponsors of that team, you know, if you, you when you're all sat around, you well, go, We've got we've got the younger rider coming up, obviously with Jack Miller, but we need we need a guaranteed podium man, a guaranteed race winner. So even though Lorenzo's even Lorenzo's uh, retired and said publicly, oh, yeah, I'm not not really interested. Although I haven't heard him completely flatly renounce it whatsoever, you'd still go for Jorge Lorenzo. You're Domenicali now. You're Claudio Domenicali, the boss. You get the ultimate sign-off. You're chatting with Gigi Delinia. What are you What are you saying? I'm saying we need to get Dovi over the line. Right. Okay, we've pissed him about enough now. You know, we've... That's it. We've... Dovi must be properly spewing after some of the things that have, have been said and then seeing all these things going on around. And it's not just the future contracts. There's a lot going on in Ducati with what's happening with COVID-19, what people are going to be paid this season. Mm. And I know Ducati have been very aggressive on that side of things. I don't know figures, but I've, been, I've heard some percentages floating around, Gav, and it's massive deductions but, but this year. You understand it to, to a certain extent, don't you, in terms of everyone's going to be struggling at the moment. Yeah. And these big decisions are going to be made. The problem they've got is that you're working in a market where Honda have just signed someone for four years. Suzuki have already got two-year contracts for their riders. Uh, Yamaha have already signed their two riders up for two-year contracts quite early on. So almost without those things. So that's the market that you're working in. You can't yeah. then come and say, oh, well, this has happened. Uh, you're going to have to take a reduction. It's like, well, if you want yeah. us, this is the, the market. You're, you're working in a, 
an environment where they Dov, Dovi quite easily, and I could see Aprilia going, well, we'll take yeah. the man who's finished second in the championship for the last three years. I know but if but, but all, all Yeah, the, the problem is also if you're Dovi, Dovi needs Ducati and Ducati needs Dovi. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost... It's almost like a relationship's gone stale, but they need to they need a mediator. You yeah. know, they genuinely need to sit down and go, okay, okay, right. We're worried about the money side of things, but there is no one better out there on the market anyway that we can guarantee is going to be really good. Obviously, Lorenzo's floating around in the background, but you can't guarantee Lorenzo because of what we've seen. Because of obviously with what we've seen, he's um, he's not rock solid at the moment. No. He isn't, is he? You, no, he's, you not know, guarantee, because, he's not a guarantee, he's not, a stone-cold guarantee, which Dovi is. No, where? Before he broke his neck in Assen, even though he wasn't going fast on the Honda, I think, that, I think the crash in Assen was the final straw for Lorenzo. I think at that point, you know, we know he's recovered since then, yeah. but he's thinking now, I'm driving these nice cars, I'm living the dream, I've worked all my life to be in this position, I'm now in it, now do I want to throw my hat, hat back in the ring and go head-to-head with Marquez? My gut feeling would be, no, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, so. the logical thing is that Dovi's going to sign and then, you know, it's like a musical chairs at the moment, isn't it? Where the people are going to go, which I suppose it gets his merry-go-round every single year, isn't it? Um, yeah. Where Cal would slot into all this, there's still lots to be decided. And unfortunately, in a couple of weeks, the season gets going and we still haven't I can't had wait, any... Though. But we haven't had any racing yet. We, I no. think we've just done the longest opener that we've ever done yeah. uh, to this. And hopefully, Sylvain will be waiting in the wings. Uh, we are going to speak very shortly to our guest, Sylvain Gantoli. Are you going to what say time it is it? It's oh, yeah, he should be calling in any second now. Yeah, he should be calling in. So, here yeah. he is. Is it? No. No. <laughs> he, might, he might be, because, but I'm in full screen and I'm in uh, exit full screen. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure it's supposed to pop up on my uh, thing. No, he's not there yet. So, if a rider calls at the exact right time, I'd be he'd be the first to date. Um, I, I don't know. Wit was early. Yeah, well, Wit's not a rider now, is he? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, Wit 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 runs a few businesses. He's got, you know what I mean? Like he knows about the, you know, the concept. He knows of about oh, exactly where a rider just becomes so selfish and self-obsessed, which you have to be. You just um, well. Everybody will wait for me, but attitude. We've we've talked for about twenty minutes there at the start of a program. I don't think we've ever done, but that's because I think we're one a bit giddy about the season starting. Uh, but two, uh, there is so much to talk about. Yeah, isn't there? And try you can't say half a story on any no. of that, and there's still loads. Ah, here we are, uh, Monsieur Sylvain Gantoli. Let me just accept him in. Are you ready? Are you ready to speak to him? Yep, I'm ready. Monsieur Gantoli. Bonjour, notre ami. Oh, uh, I can't see him. I can't see oh, him. I can't see him yet. He's still connected to audio as is standard. Et voilà. Et voilà. Et voilà. Hey. voilà. Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. Bonjour. Ça va? Hi, how's it going, guys? It's good. Thank you, uh, Silva. The, the beauty of this is that however much French Neil Hodgson will try to speak, that... Uh, Sylvain's English is infinitely better than his English. Never mind his French. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't <no, no>, bother. 
Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How about you? How are you? How are you? Uh, we're all right. We're, we're, we're getting excited about the season starting. We've just been... So normally we do, at the start of these podcasts, we do about five, ten minutes talking a little bit about the, the guest and talking about what's going on. But we've just had a rant for about 20 minutes of what's going on in MotoGP with all... Uh, Petrucci switching to KTM and then Oliveira and then Dovi hurting himself and who's going to sign for Ducati. We're quite excited. We're, we're a little bit giddy with about just over two weeks to go to the start of the season. You're right in the mix of it as well. So we can't wait to uh, to see what's uh, what's going on at, at the Suzuki end of things. But just to give everyone a bit of intro, you'll know Silva, World Superbike Champion 2014, ridden everything, ridden everything when you go through his career from 250s to 500s. As well, Back yeah, five hundred. Yeah, take three was, days. Uh, I remember that, was that. A long time ago now. Long time ago now. <laughs> uh, and then through, of course, MotoGP, World Superbike, British Superbike too, and of course, yeah. hold up. I, I just want to know: Are you in Leicester? Because that's roughly where you are. No, you're I'm, not I'm, in the lockdown well, area, are you? From, I'm not far from Leicester, but I'm not. I'm not in the zone in the you know the lockdown zone. I'm like five miles away. So yeah, phew. Thank good. thank God about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's everything with you? Because also, on top of all these things, you've now become, uh, I think you're, one of your daughters called you a vlogger. Now, you uh, are. You are <laughs> because you've been doing some absolutely cracking videos on YouTube too. Uh, well, this is, a, this is a lockdown effect, you see. Like, and, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Don't we know it? Stuff, the hair is growing. You've cut your hair. <laughs> I haven't cut mine yet. Like I, I got my girlfriend to do it. Uh, it don't do it because yeah. it just leads to arguments. Well, Caroline wanted to do it, and that's what I thought. So I thought, no, we'll just we'll just wait, wait, and wait till it reopens. But yeah, like that's like three months worth it. It's uh, it's quite big. Yeah. yeah for those of us, yeah. those who can't see, who are just listening to this, he's got a good old bouffant. I think you might call it that. Uh, he's got <laughs> cultivated on top of your head. Uh, how how has lockdown been for you with five children uh, in the house with you and your wife, Caroline? Yeah, it's been super busy. I mean, I don't think I've ever been so busy doing the, the lockdown, been doing so much. And I mean, for us, we've, we've obviously there was the YouTube thing that I, I started just before the lockdown. And then because the first videos were like uh, going really well, I thought I can't just leave it. So I just have to do something. So I just, just recorded some stuff in the garden, but it's actually a proper job doing that. It's, it's a lot of time and yeah, and, and, and doing all, I did all like the editing and that. And this was like all new. So I've learned like a new, some, something new so it was good and then with the kids we obviously yeah with the five children caroline's been doing a lot you know like the homeschooling and that and then um we've been doing a lot of stuff that we normally wouldn't do so i started like running with the the, the two elders and um uh, we do, we've just done loads of stuff that we wouldn't do because you just have extra time don't you which is nice isn't it, it must be great for you because you spend a lot of time traveling and always have done throughout your career yeah. i suppose but to actually be there and and get locked down and and, and I, can't, I can't believe you haven't been doing the homeschooling. Have you been doing the French lessons? You haven't been leaving those to Caroline, have you? <laughs> I've done a little bit, but I haven't done, I haven't done much. She's been, she's been like organising it all. And then the two eldest ones, they, with their school, they did like the, um, uh, the, home, the schooling with the computer. You know, where they, they, it's like a class. Yeah, yeah, okay. Google class or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they did that. And it's just the two little ones uh, with the baby screaming in the background and, you know. <laughs> just tell us Sylvan how old are your children uh, so we've got we've got uh, the eldest one she's almost 15 now 
So we got wow. 15, 12, uh, 8, that's Oli, a uh, little boy, and uh, we've got um, uh, 6 and one and off. So yeah. Yeah. My three, God. three girls, two boys, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. And what, what me, me and Gav, what we were talking before you came on, I said, what I don't understand is when people have two children, which is difficult anyway, at what point do you go, I'll tell you what we need, let's have another one. But then, then I'm going, so then how do you then say, hmm, I think we need four. And then it's like, maybe we should try five. What? This, is, this, is, this is Caroline. This is Caroline. She just loves babies. Um, oh. you know, I, 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 I love them all. I mean, once you, once you, they're there and then they, they actually, I mean, yeah, at times it's chaos, but uh, most of the time it's just great. They, you know, they, they all have their personality. They all, they play, they interact and play with each other as well. Like during this lockdown, being all together, it's actually been like great. They've, they've bonded and I yeah. I bet they so, have, yeah. But it is busy. It's, it's, it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I, I just go on holiday when I, when I, when I go and ride the bike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I was just about to say that. Is it, does it feel like, not a relief because I, I, I'm, we are joking about obviously how difficult it is with the kids, but yeah, yeah. what's it like when you go away? Is it like right? Okay, now it's like my time to focus. Obviously, you have to focus hard when you you test riding. Is is but is that quite nice to to just get like a little break? Yeah, I think it's a it's a balance. Probably Carolyn is quite happy to get rid of me as well for a bit. Yeah, and then I've, you get yeah, you, you know you know what it's like. You you go you go out and you do your thing. I think it's important for anybody if it's motorbikes or, or whatever it is, uh, whatever your thing is. It's important to just just go and let the steam out and do and do what you know do your thing and then yeah. it makes you appreciate the other times even better. So yeah. how uh, did the test yeah. how did the test go? Because you've just come back from Izano and you did how many days? Three days was it? Yeah, three days. Yeah, it was a big uh, um, big shock because I haven't been on on the bike obviously for quite a while. Um, and yeah, when was, when was, was the last good. time before this? Was it was it Qatar? Uh, no, I didn't do Qatar. Right. For me, it was a. Uh, um, Sepang. So right. I did six days, the six days, Sepang zero yeah. and, and once. I see the six days in Sepang. And then after that, normal riding. I did a bit of riding with my standard uh, GSXR at home uh, for the YouTube videos and for all the stuff. And then and then that's it. So, But the GP bike is, you know, it's, it's different. So it was like four and a half months and you know, your brain just detrains a bit with the speed. I mean, those bikes are so fast. And yeah. you finish the test, you know, after six days in Malaysia thinking, ah, I could do a bit more power here and there you know and then and then you get back on that in Zano and he was like being on a rocket ship the first labs felt like so alien it was uh, uh it was amazing actually to experience you know that like rush speed again yeah and what um I know you obviously I understand I'm sure how your contract's word you can't tell us details but so you've not ridden for all that time when you get on the bike in uh, Mizano, are you testing things you've already tested, or is or is there a bunch of new stuff that you have to work your way through? Yeah, we did we did a, we did a bit of both actually in Mizano. Uh, we thought it was going to take a bit like more time to get to speed, but actually we, we were quite um, we were up to speed quite quickly. And then we had um, like um, we had a like a, like we have every time the testing is very structured, so we have like a plan and we get through the plan. With like various items or, or, or yeah or, or ideas that we we just follow, so it's yeah it's, it's very structured and we, we managed to obviously we managed to do quite a lot in three days. So the, yeah, the, the things change now just in terms of the fact that the engines are frozen. You know, obviously at the start of the season you're working to find or get things sorted out on the engine, but now you know that this year and next year pretty much what you've got on that side is you know nothing to go. So does that change the focus of how you work? Not really. I think we, we just, we, I mean, for example, with the engine, 
Um, at the moment, I mean, even if it was 2000, if, if, if it wasn't frozen, um, we probably wouldn't be testing it, the new one, until uh, like the yeah, until the summer, until probably now or just a bit after. Mm. Um, so at the, at the first part of the year, like the it's Suzuki that works, you know, on 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 the development, and then we start experiencing with the first prototype. So it's not it, it's not this. I don't think it's gonna change anything except that obviously because the situation is 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 like this uh, it makes sense to, to freeze it for next year but it, it, we're just going to work for 2022 and and that will start very soon and do they just explain how it works do they is it always blind testing or do they say right you've got a new swinging arm um it's much stiffer yeah give us your feedback or we've got a new swinging arm give us your feedback do they t do they explain mm. what they've done or is it blind yeah, most of the time it's blind. I mean, I, I, I'm, they tell me what what it is. Like, yeah. like, uh, like you said, like say, it's, oh, it's a new swing arm. So we try a new swing arm. Um, but I don't normally get any details on what the idea is or, or, or which way, um, like stiffer or softer yeah. or, or longitudinal or, or whatever. I don't, I don't really get any details like that. So most of it is blind. It's actually quite good fun to try and find out what, you yeah. know, what we're trying like to achieve. doing some and, detective and, work. <laughs> Try yeah. to work out what they've done. And That's for it. The, ob the obvious reasons, they don't tell you, so you don't already have that preconceived idea where you yeah. think, oh, you've got, yeah. uh, we've got like a uh, much more flex in the swinging arm. And you go out and you think, I think this is flexing too much. But you know what I mean? Sometimes it's your head playing games. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And also, also, it can not compromise, but it can affect yeah, the, the, the result and the command. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't feel a difference. Most of the time you do. Um, and most of the time it matches what you know, what we're mm. trying to, to achieve. And it, yeah. and it must feel so good, Sylvan. Um, Alex Rins taking a couple of victories last year, uh, being a part of Suzuki's transformation where, we, we, you know, we headed into the start of last year, we didn't know, and suddenly in the first race, not just one, but both riders are there battling at the, the front of the field. And I, and I actually remember Alex saying that you were a valuable part of making that bike, a bike which is competitive right at the front of, of MotoGP on a regular basis. How good does that feel to be part of that project? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. It's great to be part of the project. Obviously, um, like the testing now is, is um, the role of the testing is, it's been like growing the last few years and now it's, now it's like a, it's a, like a separate entity. So we do, we do, we do do a lot, a lot of work, a lot of development work. Uh, and, you know, in the end, it comes down to all, like two riders, and uh, it's a good joke because we've got two very fast ones. <laughs> but it, it is great to to be, you know, to be part of this of this chain, you know, because um, it 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 is as well. We, it started, you know, with with uh, like the return of Suzuki, and then and then being a challenger, and then now the bike is really established. We've got the concessions anymore, and it's it's we're, we're Suzuki is now one of the you know one of the leaders um, yeah. and and going uh, into yeah. the season do you, do you think yeah. realistically there is a chance not not even in the shorter season but there is a chance last year we felt Alex perhaps could have without a couple of mistakes especially in qualifying where, where that was a, an issue of him fighting back we thought I mean what one thing that our comments was top three in the championship is not that far away and from when you, you oh know, no he, he almost got it yeah. He almost got it because yeah. he, well, he was second for quite a long while yeah. and then uh, was third and I think he just ended up a few points uh, from third. So so obviously, I mean this is this is a um this 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 shows that yeah, that that it was a really strong performance. And then this year in the winter test, he was actually looking very, very good. And and Joanne as well. And Joanne, yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, Alex, I think, was not out of the top three or top four in all the winter testing. So this is like time attack as well. This is time attack times. So that's yeah. good. That, that needed and, to yeah. happen. So, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Obviously, we we're really excited to see the start of the season. Um, and, uh, and now we just, yeah, we just want to get it. Get it going because the, the bike is now very in a, in a really good place. So uh, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of uh, yeah a lot of uh, confidence and we we we're all very excited about this. And and what's the area now, Sylvan? Would you say with the experience you've got at the, the well, obviously the last test in Mizano, but the other tests, what's the area where you go? If we could just improve this one area, we we will definitely beat Marquez. For example, is there one area on the bike or is it? The electronics, or you know, all this sh- what 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 do you see? No, I don't see. I don't see one. I mean, we're working now because the bike is so good. Now we're working on like really, like marginal gains everywhere. There's no weaknesses. This bike mm. is is very good. There is obviously the strength of uh, the weight handles. Uh, this is mainly done because because it's a four uh, four in line, and and this gives um, some like advantages for 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 that. You know, for that part, um, and now the bike is really dialed in. So we we are working on that like, every front, but it's really like marginal gains everywhere. Right. Um, because this, this once the once the bike is is good, there is not there's no big steps to be made anywhere. Mm. Um, Neil, and, Neil and, you've yeah. said you've said yourself that actually it looks like the most rideable bike out there, and yeah. it's possibly possibly the one you'd like to ride the most. Yeah, especially if you go out on the track, if you get on the service road and you have a look around and you watch it, it does look good. Where, where it, it used to lack a little bit of power, a little bit of top speed. They seemed, Suzuki yeah, seemed to not, have gained, and not now. You've yeah. gained, haven't you, in, in that yeah, area? Yeah, not anymore now. The engine, the engine is real good. And this year's, this year's engine is also um, another step, again, in, um, a little bit in, in power, but mostly in uh, um, the, way, the way it rides and the way... Mm. Like uses tire, so yeah, the, the this year's engine is really impressive, really smooth and nice and efficient. So yeah, the the bike, the bike, like I said, the engine has made some progress. I mean, now it used to be, you know, like like it, not 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 in the fastest bikes, and now we are we are faster than than the Yamaha with the fastest uh, four cylinder bike in engine wise. And uh, obviously the V4s have got a small advantage, but it's it's quite it's not big now. Yeah, yeah. not very big. Yeah. And Sylvan, tell tell us a little bit about Rins and Mia. They're both obviously two Spanish riders. We see them on TV. We interview them in the paddock and all that lot. But I'll be honest, I don't know either of those characters. What are they like? What are their personalities like? Yeah, they, they're great. They're great. They. Uh, um, they're really like uh, good guys, um, and they just there's just like young, young uh, riders that don't take themselves seriously, and they work hard, and they, and they and they uh, they like they're just fun, you know they're mm. just fun to be around, uh, easy to be around. Uh, yeah, there's just no 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 um, no first. They, get, they honestly they're really like great to to work with, and they they're young as well, and and uh, you know like Joanne as well. We we has less experience. Um, he's still like growing a lot in confidence, and he's it's like he's, he's so fast. He doesn't doesn't don't even know how fast he is. Honestly, mm. he's, he, uh, they they they're very they're very good. They they nice guys to be around. So and, yeah, and it's a great decision, isn't it, that Suzuki have signed him up again mm. for another couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I mean so, that's so, a coup in a way. Yeah, if if you can doing the you know having some continuity and and this 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 is important because again you're talking about 
getting used to a bike and, and knowing a bike um, as much as you can so you can extract them. And, and these differences, when you got a bit more experience with it, um, it, it makes a, a difference. So yeah, they, 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 they're both uh, great, great riders, great to work I with. And obviously, know that your role is a test rider, and you do some wildcard events. When you do, what is what's the difference between you and, let's say, Rins? You know, when you see, it's usually less than a second anyway. It's around whatever, point eight, point seven. Where is that yeah. time? Where 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 is he faster? Um, normally, I mean, when we compare data, and again in Misano, for example, we spend some time comparing data. Um, it's like. Um, it's the the main thing for me. I'm I'm quite like um, my my natural style is not very MotoGP actually. My natural style is more superbike, like breaking hard, stopping the bike a bit, even like exagger exaggerate a bit the stopping, and then pick it up and 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 get it out. So normally where I lose a bit is like in the mid turn, like corner speed, and the, the way they carry they carry that speed. I'm I'm quite strong on brakes, um, and um, I'm quite good at like. Exiting the corner, but in the, in the middle is where you, is where they, they make a difference. Alex, mm. especially, he's got he's got a lot of um, some corners. Honestly, it's a bit scary. Don't understand how, <laughs> how he does it. He's got that magic thing, and uh, and Joan Joan is, is very strong. Joan is very strong on the brakes, um, and um, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll say both. But with both of them, it's like it's like that mid. That meet corner speed, very, mm. very, which is where yeah. the Suzuki is shown to be strong. And if you can marry those two things, I mean, Alex, uh, Mark Marquez will tell you how strong Alex Rins is mid corner or coming out of the corner. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah, remember that. And Schwan Mir, we always saw in Moto Three, always just on the brakes was something he was doing. The way he got that bike stopped and, and in there, very good, I know, very good. I know it's different yeah. than Moto Three, but you start to get an idea of, don't you, of what what riders' uh, qualities are, and actually. That's funny because I want to go back. You're a test rider now for Suzuki, but what I first remember uh, meeting you when you were 250 rider back in 2001. I think it was a French team back then. Yeah. They keep to France or whatever. And then yeah. for 2002, Hervé Poncheral, who obviously you got on with very well because you went to the road from later, but he picked you up, didn't he? And you were like the first ever, and I'm not saying the first ever test rider, but you were the first rider picked up to be the third rider in a team, wasn't it? You were there yeah, with Olivier Jacques was... uh, and Shinya, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and you yeah, were like yeah. the third rider, weren't you? Was uh, When they had the, the Gorwas Tech 3 500 Yamaha. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, I think it was kind of like the, the first, probably the first like kind of official like, mm. test team. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, we weren't like testing much because it was the end of the 500s anyway. But it was a way for me to, for me and, and Erwin to start like, working together because we did, we did uh, get on well straight away, um, and uh, and yeah, we, we always kept that. Even now, we we always kept that bond uh, that you know we, we we're good mates, and um, yeah, it was it was a good opportunity at the end because um, one, I got to ride a, a, a 500 two-stroke, which not many people have in a race. Uh, so, and you raced it, yeah, well, didn't I, I did you? a race as well. Yeah, I did one race that year. Um, and it was it was a great experience for me. I was like uh, well, at that time I was like uh, nineteen something like that. So yeah, so getting on those bikes was amazing. I was like teammate with Olivier Jacques, which at the time was like for French um, for a French rider, he was world champion two fifty. He was like he, you know it was like the big man. So and he should have he should have won that year. I remember in Saxon Ring when he was leading. Do you remember? Ah, yeah, and, and Alex yeah, Barras yeah, yeah, took yeah. him out in turn one. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is the swan song for the two strokes at uh, at Saxon Ring. Yeah. 
Uh, who's got Who's got the phones going off there? Is that Audrey? Are you going to do the secretary work here? Brilliant! This is superb. In the office, Neil Hodgson is doing the work. <laughs> Sorry, Dan's phone's got it. Working as a secretary. We're going to hear the full message now, aren't we? This is how professional we are on this uh, podcast. You, from then, I know you went back into two fifties at the time, and you had podiums. I remember Aston one year. You were on the podium. Yeah, uh, yeah. Weren't you there? And two fifty, but but it was really in Superbike. I know you went into MotoGP then. It was really in Superbike where you made your mark. And I just think looking back at your career, having done all these different things, uh, what what it's interesting to say you felt as a Superbike rider. Is that the period you sort of attach in your career that's still going? I know, but that you look back on or or what? Yeah, I think well, obviously because. I won the world title as well in Superbike. I think, I think and I think it's, it is true that the, like the riding style of a, of a Superbike, like in World Superbike Dream, is, is something that suits me like naturally better. Um, and um, yeah, the, the Superbike years for me obviously were great because um, I had a, I had a, like some some victories and that success in 2014 was a great year for me. Um, but then saying that, riding the, the, the MotoGP bike is something. It's so good, and being part of that team as well with Suzuki is like—I um, don't know—it's it's, it's, it's difficult to describe because obviously I don't do many races, but I still I still get to to ride as well superbikes because I race in the eight hour Suzuki mm. with the, the factory uh, Yoshimura bike, and it, it's my turn now. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Working as receptionist at home. Hey, you actually. Both um, yourself and Neil have the ignominious, shall we say, honour of having ridden for uh, Luis Dantin MotoGP oh. team. Oh, yes. In, yes, in MotoGP, yeah. 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 <laughs> How was your experience? Gav, because I, Neil... I, Gav, I say. Where is he, where is he I, now? Have you got any news of him? Do you know where he's in now? Well, well, yeah, I do. I know where he is. But someone said at one point he ended up in prison, which I don't know if that's true or not, but he should have. But, um, <laughs> but, but, well, he, he, he sort of. He's hanging around the superbike paddock wearing a Yamaha shirt and he's like yeah. messing around with young kids. I don't mean that in, in yeah. the way that that might sound, but he's doing something with young kids, I think. So, okay. but yeah, he, he's still slimy. Basically, for people that don't know, um, Louis Dantin is an ex racer who ran a, a 250cc team, a 500gp team, I think, MotoGP team. And he's just one of those characters. He's a little bit dodgy, basically. Yeah, yeah. Norik no, wrote... Arbe, didn't he? Back in when they were yeah. in the Yamaha. And yeah, then they I mean, with me, everything, everything was 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 great. It's just that he, he disappeared at one point, and then, yeah. and then, yeah, and then uh, everybody was like worried for him. And yeah, that's because yeah. my guys had got their hands on him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you your money, yeah. But but so, anyway, so, moving on. Yeah. Uh, the cat, uh, suddenly you know, got hooks in here. Got Gav, really warm, didn't it? Gav, you know the counselling that I went to. It's not really worked, has it? It's <laughs> not really anger, worked. Anger management. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Sorry, Sylvan, I went off on one there. No, that was really interesting. I love stories like that. I think it's great. But you, um, you, you obviously had him. You were in MotoGP with him. Uh, at the time, weren't you, and and uh, had that experience as well in MotoGP on the Ducati? Yes, yes, that was so. That was in two thousand and eight, two thousand and eight. Yeah, so the two years in GP seven, seven with Hervé, and in two thousand eight with um, with the Dantin. Hervé was with the Dunlop on the eight hundreds, wasn't it? Was was Dantin on yes, the eight hundreds too? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. 
uh, yeah, that was that was that year with Makoto uh, Tamada. With Makoto, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blimey. I've seen him again actually. Uh, every time I go in uh, at the Eight House, Suzuka, because he's got a team in in Japan. He's a team manager. Well, no, yeah, he actually owns the team, I think. And uh, so he runs he runs quite a good team in um, in the Japanese Championship and in the Eight Hours Suzuka. And he's great, Makoto. I really I really like him. He, he's a nice guy. Middle name um, middle yeah. name Cheezen. <laughs> Jeez, and tomato. Anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, so let's go. Oh. Let's go to. So funny. Let's go to World Super. I'm so sorry. It's a dad joke. Uh, so let's go to World Superbike though, Silver. Because actually, uh, in well, you rode everything, didn't you? Didn't you re- pretty much ride every single brand? Pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not not far. Off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kawasaki, Honda, Aprilia, Yamaha. Suzuki. The BMW I never wrote. I never oh, wrote yeah. Ducati? Did you that's, that's the one. Got, that's the yeah, Ducati. Ducati. You wrote Ducati, well. obviously. Yeah. But Aprilia yeah, yeah, yeah. being the big one, obviously, 2014. Um, and tell, tell us about the experience of, of how everything that you've been through then in your career, for having been, you know, in a, a national team, shall we say, in the 250s, through test riding, through difficult times. You know, it wasn't easy, Tech 3 Dunlop on an 800 you know, in MotoGP, through all these things, to then have the, the joy of 2014, did that validate a lot of things for you? Yeah, I think that year, well, when, I, when I think back, it, it was like, so 13 is the year I joined I joined them, I joined Aprilia 13, 13, 14 for two years, and then won the title in 14. It was like, um, the, the, the way I see it is like, um, when, when that happened, it was like the first time I actually had a factory team so before that, all those years from 2001 was always private teams or, mm. or um, yeah, or um, um, like fight, you know, like like just waiting for it to rain and to to do a good performance or something because there was like very fast riders on factory bikes and it was just very hard or almost impossible to fight with them. So that was like the first year where I had the full factory team behind me, and um, I took it like really seriously and like was really like became like a yeah, just really obsessed with like, performing, and it was a, it was a great like change, and it was like a switch basically, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And then the, the performance came as well, like the, the the results came as well, so it was great. Yeah, Re- really, really um, enjoyed those years. Yeah, hey, but am I right in saying that you lost your job at the end of the year? Or yeah, not? but well, at, at the end of what happened is um, middle. So Gigi went to uh, Ducati at uh, at the end of 2013. And so the decision was made at Aprilia to stop the factory team in World oh, Superbike okay. and to go to MotoGP. And that was made during the 2014 year. So at that point, there was no, there was nothing there. Um, they, in the end, they ran the bikes. That's what I was going to say. They did after. actually run it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they ran them with Leon uh, and uh, Torres. Um, and uh, but at the end of the, so, so I was told then there that there was, there was, there was not, there, there will not be a factory team. So this. Which is why I, I then looked at uh, all the options and then obviously finished the year strong and, and won the title. But but yeah, uh, at that, that year, uh, Priya then went on to um, to MotoGP to, to put all the resources in the MotoGP project. Mm. There was never a chance of you making that switch then to help them in there. Um, yeah, we, did, we talked about it. Um, but uh, yeah, at that point, it, it just didn't happen. I think Marco then ended up going and he, had a, he didn't have a great year, did he? Uh, Belandre. Yeah, exactly. The, well, yeah. No, it, but yeah, 
well, he he ended up going, but didn't want to go. If you no. remember, that's no, what happened. He didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, bizarre. Yeah. I, it was it, yeah. it was like I've never seen a rider almost do a like a protest. He just rode around, didn't he? Literally, like going, it was one of the yeah. bizarrest periods I've ever seen for for a rider. Actually, that of him in it was yeah, quite strange. I don't know what happened. Then he did he stop before the end of the year or something? Yeah, or, yeah. He didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't make it. But I remember in um, I remember in America, going? Gav. Do you remember in? Um, in Austin, watching the, watching the, the riders come out of that last corner, and the whole pack came through, and then you like waited about like ten seconds, and riding on his own at the back was Malandri, and you were like, "That's Marco Malandri, like an incredible bike rider," but he just didn't want to ride the bike, did he? So yeah, he probably yeah, it wasn't it wasn't happy, was it? I mean, it's been interesting, hasn't it, Aprilia? That that ride over the years has uh, seen a lot of things going on it's interesting we're hopefully going to speak to bradley smith soon to see everything that's going on there too currently but yeah it's a, a funny one how how things pan out isn't it over uh, you'll have dealt with albeziano then in was he involved in that role yeah romano romano right so to, to replace he, he came to replace yeah. Gigi at the end of 2013 so so yeah i, I was with uh worked with romano in, in 2014 yeah and that obviously went on to to the title what what um, stands out for you? What was the memory you take into your grave from from twenty fourteen? Oh, the last race because it was such like um, it was such um, um, you know the, the whole year basically just relied on that weekend, the last weekend, the last two races in Qatar. I was like trailing twelve points for, uh, and then there was two races to try and make it up from sites, and uh, and it happened. So it was like I had to win both races, and I knew Tom was going to be strong. So it was like there was a lot of build up to it. Um, and then, and then, so making it happen that night was like I, I don't know. It was, it's difficult to describe for me. It was just a yeah, a great moment, and all the family was there, and then and, and the races were at night, and it was, it was like a strange atmosphere with the the stress and the um, and the pressure that I was on, and and it happened. And also, it was at the end of two years. The project was stopping, mm -hmm. and all the mechanics there. We had a great like um, bond, and uh, with Mali, Aliji, uh, uh, Gano, my, my chief crew, my crew chief. We had a really good relationship, so it was it was great, a really strong like, emotional moment that that was. So yeah, that was that was the highlight by Country Mike. Sil Sylvan, you absolutely destroyed them that weekend. Talk about yeah. deal with the pressure though, like maximum pressure. This is going to change, you know, your life. It's like a lifetime goal, and you just you didn't you didn't uh, put you weren't like a an inch off line at any point. You just it was know, ridiculous, wasn't it? Like, I remember watching those races thinking, oh my God, he's absolutely destroyed them. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It felt amazing as well. Weird, it <laughs> felt almost, almost easy. It was really weird. Really strange. I mean, the bike was real quick. Uh, but it, it was, yeah, everything just clicked. Um, and as well, we made, we made a late decision on the, on the front tyre to go with the hard front tyre. And uh, I remember... Um, uh, it, it just like everything worked and it was just so good and the lap times were real quick like the second race was doing 57 uh, which was a world supervisor he's like real fast but it felt so good uh, it, yeah <laughs> I don't know what happened honestly mate. I, I had so much like there was so much stress so much and then everything just clicked and it, it, it mm. was like no, nothing could nothing could go wrong it was good incredible T tell me this then so you've You've had a really long career. You've raced against some incredible riders. I was I was looking last night. People like Cato, um, Harada, Stoner, Manuel Poggioli. You know, some back yeah. in the two fifty days. P 
Pedrosa in his prime in the 250s, Lorenzo, obviously Valentino Rossi, Mark Marquez. Over the years of riding with all those names, incredible people, what's been the standout? Who, who are the riders you've looked at and thought, I have no idea how they're doing that or that's incredible. What, what can you tell us? <laughs> I was going to say all the names you mentioned. I didn't see them very often. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, but not, not very often. You're being um, hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. It's true that um, sometimes I would see them, but yeah, um, um, not on a regular basis. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. You, they, all these guys, you know, they, they, they always be very talented. Um, there's, there is the year when I was at, uh, at uh, uh, Pramac, um, so the 2008 year, uh, uh, Casey was on the factory, and and we could look at the data. So that was pretty. Um, sometimes a bit like you know scary to to look at. And Why? It was Why was it scary? What? Well, it's it? just very, very, uh, very, very strange way of riding. Not strange, but let's say like different way of riding the bike and and getting away with it. So obviously all down to technique and and the way the way I was doing on on the bike with the brakes, and it was it was quite quite strange. Uh, obviously, the year I was at Yamaha, uh, when we're looking at Valentino's data, I mean, Valentino is like, a, um, yeah, he, he, he's like, he doesn't do anything like crazy, but everything is just so spot on and, and, and smooth and, and um, yeah, it's, they, everything, is, everything is like really on the money all the time. So that was nice to see as well. Um, and then, yeah, I never looked at uh, like Danny Pedrosa's uh, data, for example. But the way he was riding was unbelievable. For me, one of the one of the best riders ever. Like really, really strong. The way he, he uses the bike in the acceleration phase is is absolutely amazing. So that's another one, you know, really special one. When you, when you say about Stoner, Stoner's different riding. Is that because he? It's like. He's not a front-end rider. He'd get on the throttle as quick as he could to sort of turn, like slide around the corners. Is that right, or is that just what it looked yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. And also, he was using the brakes in a in a strange way. I like was normally, you know, like the typical riding data when you look at uh, uh, good riders, you see like really short, you know, really short um, uh, neutral phases and 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 uh, and some smooth brake release and that. He was like mixing it all of, all of it together on some tracks. Um, and and I don't know to help him drift the bike. I don't. It's difficult to understand. Uh, mm. But he was doing doing it consistently, so it was not just a fluke. Just so yeah, just just a really, really talented and, and different rider. Yeah, that's so cool. Isn't it's it? good. It is fascinating to hear all those sorts of things about uh, you know the people that you've been out there on on track with. Um, <clears throat> obviously, uh, you've also. Does it count? Uh, you're in a world endurance champion as well. Well, I don't think it counted. I was gutted about that because they called me that year to go and finish the to go. So they, they, it was 2010, and so I was riding that year for uh, Francis Batta for the yeah. Starway team in World Superbike with Suzuki, the, the factory Suzuki team. So the season finishes and then in World Superbike, and then Dominique Melian, uh, so the, the boss of the set comes. Uh, it was the last race was in Manico, so he comes to see me in Manico in France and says, "Oh, do, do you want fancy doing the eight hour of Doha? We need to win the race to win the world championship. So I would like you to to be part of this." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it." So that was my first endurance race, and it was a tough race as well. We we battled, we we did it just two riders, me and Vincent Philippe, and uh, he's retired now. 
and um, we battle all the way through the race, and we we win we win the race in the end. So I thought, yeah, I'm I'm world world endurance champion. But then I think at the time the rules were you had to do so many races in the championship to oh. be able to claim the so so I think I'm, I'm not. But what? <laughs> I hope hey, win what? Super whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll be. Oh, yeah. I'm still I'm on, still, on your CV. I, on, <laughs> on my CV, it would be there. Yeah. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm going to claim that. I'm claiming claim that it. because yeah, I'm claiming that. Because it, it was it was an epic race. It was great, and it was a great team effort and that. But I, I felt like I, I did contribute to it. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because if if you win the world World Cup at football and you come on as a sub in the last minute, yeah, you still get the you winners get medal. medal. So absolutely. Well, like, yeah, I think they only do like five, four or five races in a year. So mm. I did one. Yeah. Twenty-five percent. Uh, yeah, it was it was even a bit more than yeah than a sub, so yeah. So yeah but it was it's, it's, um, joke apart. This was a great race. That it was really good, and that got me um, then then thinking about like doing the eight hour Suzuka and that because it, it, I really enjoyed doing that race. It was really exciting and a great team set by the way as well. Uh, yeah, Dominique, really what a character he is, Dominique Melio. Yes, yes, he's a yes, proper yes. character. He, we he had a week talks in Qatar all together. Yeah, and uh, he was just fantastic. It's like a mix between. Um, you know, being like the boss and really like bossing everybody around. Also, a really nice guy that nurses the the riders, and it is a, like a, a really like full on character. So I'm I'm glad I was able to to work with him for that race. And uh, endurance, it was good, good endurance is a big thing in France, isn't it? Now we know that yeah. you're actually British uh, deep down, uh, but <laughs> but we have to say though, um, you are a bit of an honorary Brit. But in France, things like the Boldor and obviously the more the 24 hour that sort of thing the endurance yeah, yeah. scene and that idea of having a full weekend on it going there yeah. and we I see it when it. we go to the Le Mans race it. that's what yeah. motorcycle racing fans it's all about isn't it in France is that fair to say yeah at, at the front I mean there is a lot of French team in the World of New Orleans Championship yeah. it's, a, it's very much a French thing there's a few obviously now there's, there's a few other teams but yeah it, it, it's like it's a French. I don't know why it's like a French thing. It's like uh, it's like the nightclubs in France. They don't close at one in the morning. They close at like seven, and they just keep going. You know, you don't need to. You, you buy one, you've had enough. You know what I mean? You, you can go home and you've had a good. This night. is just news but to now, Neil Hodgson because usually no. he's in bed by nine thirty. So. Um, you know. I'm like, a, honestly, Sylvan. I'm like a cheap firework. I just go, wow. <laughs> I, make a, I make a load of noise really quickly and then I'm done. And then that's it. Spent. Then, then literally, um, it's, it's like, where's Neil gone? You go, hey, it's 9.30, he'll be in bed by now. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be too good on a, like a, yeah, like a nightclub in France. You, you, wouldn't, no. you wouldn't take it. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, and the thing is, though, I always find it at, at Le Mans um, when we go there for the race. and But I just get this impression of the French motorcycle racing fan it is one who would like to be there for the whole weekend, would have racing just going round constantly for, you know, 72 hours of a weekend, if you could, as long as you've got a beer or some pastis or whatever on the go and just keeping going. And I like, it's like this big drinking culture tied in with the bikes. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. I think the for the, for the 24 hours race, after a while, nobody really like it's, it, you know they don't. <laughs> Not bothered. <laughs> nah, they, they, you watch the race and the race is on, but it's, it's like a party, you know. They just party on for yeah. But the, the car thing is the same. It's probably not as like 
you know. Not as rough so and ready. Know, I, I, not I, I as rough and ready. I'm going to be not too tough. A 24-hour race, you can't just be like glued to the race for 24 hours. So they, they just, it's a party. There's like concerts and everybody's going mad and, and they're just having fun. And they burn tires and that's it. It's like a, it's like a big, yeah, big party. Do you miss it being over in the UK or do you find yourself so well assimilated over here? Do you miss being uh, no, in yeah, No, I don't really miss the... Um, no, some, we go back sometime, you know, and, and uh, see the family and that. But uh, I, I like I like living in the UK. It's great. It's great. Great place to be here. So yeah, I, I enjoy it. Here. You certainly uh, seem to he, enjoy. He, he, he says all the right things. Of course he does, and he, you enjoyed the circuits. <laughs> I've seen. So we talked about it at the top uh, how you were doing these videos recently. You've been out at Cadwell. You've been out at Mallory. Where you know you've been having yeah. a bit of fun in lockdown. As soon as you were allowed out. You were out, weren't you? You were out on your bike, keeping sharp. Yeah, while well, I was at, um, that was all filmed before. Oh, was before. it? Right, okay. Yeah, because what happened is, uh, this winter, I was like uh, bored, you know, at home. Uh, and like everybody, you know, it's just boring the winter. The weather is rubbish and you can't go biking and you can't do nothing. So anyway, uh, it was a bit boring. And I thought, you know, I got like the usual social media stuff, but I, I, I didn't, I had a YouTube channel that I never really uh, posted anything on. And I thought, yeah, it'd be quite nice to maybe do something, something a bit different or try and try and start that. So I had the idea of going to ride in Donington with my road bike, do a lap like with the GSX-R1000. I, I knew the bike was going to be like, all right, on the track. And so because it's not far from my place, I thought, yeah, we'll do that. Go there, do a track there and go as fast as I can, see what lap time I can do and then go on and then film it. And that, so that was my first video. And then... Um, it went really well. It's like it's got like 400,000 views or something. So that went really well, and I thought oh, I've got to carry that on because, like, it, it, you know, this obviously people want to see some yeah. some stuff like that. So then I did those few track days with the road bike. So Cadwell, Mallory, uh, Alton Park, uh, showing a bit like tire pressures and just just like basic stuff um, that you'd want to know, you know, for your track days and that. And that went well as well. So then during the lockdown, I thought I can't, I can't just, just stop doing it. So then I started doing those like bit more technical videos yeah. in the garden because you can go anywhere. Um, and yeah, and then now, now I did like a audience test. Um, that was really good as well. Like trying, you know, try, just swapping the suspensions and see what the difference are. Because in the end, it's my job. It's what I do with the MotoGP bike. Uh, so I think that's why I think that's why it's good because people know that you you know you that's what you're doing now and uh, you're yeah. switch, switching those things in and out and uh, I do love them I love the idea of uh, you know a MotoGP rider just showing us what he might do when he's messing about on a track day for starters so I just having a bit of yeah, fun. It's what it is. It's like it's like it's just showing a bit of because like I, I was thinking maybe people look at MotoGP. And you see all the glitter and the you know the the, the bikes and it, and and it, it, maybe at times you can be a bit like seem a bit like not very accessible, uh, when really there is a lot of parallels to be made because, well, to start with the bikes, the super bikes that we get that you can buy in shops, they they are issued from that from that technology from uh, or some of it anyway is from what we do on you know with the, with the race bike. And and I thought there's a lot of parallels that we could do with obviously with the with the um, the way you can set your bike up and 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 even even using the correct tire pressures. There's lots of guys they don't they go track they go on track and they don't change the tire pressures. Oh, that's a massive mistake. I mean, Shit! Well, hang on. What you're supposed to change the tire pressures? 
Bloody hell, <laughs> that explains it. Uh, I knew there was you, something I was doing wrong. Imagine how many titles you would have won, Neil. Uh, <laughs> Bloody uh, hell. It's not too late, just go back at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> what you missed, you, you missed it in one of the previous podcasts. I ex- explained all through my career, I was actually under team orders not to push. And I, you know, and, and I, I'm a good team player. So, you know, I, I stuck by the rules, you know, you know, I yeah. knew my place. <laughs> What was your lap time at Donington anyway on your, on your road bike? So the full road bike, 37. So it's not too bad. It's, it's like... A, standard, every, I, standard everything. Road tyres, yeah, the and lot. Yeah, I, I actually didn't cheat at all. I, 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 I went from my house, rode there, just did the tire pressures, obviously. Uh, but I didn't even do like set, set up suspension, no nothing. I didn't touch a click, no nothing. I just rode it like that. That's impressive. So it's not too bad. That's not too That's bad, not bad at all. What would have happened yeah. though? How would you have got home if you'd crashed? You see, this is these are so, This is what I think about, you know. Uh, no, no, I never thought of that. I thought, yeah, um, yeah, and and uh, I mean, the, yeah, it was. I, I didn't think I thought it was gonna be like fifteen, you know, fifteen seconds from like a like a really lap record type of thing. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was much closer than I thought. Yeah, so, it means that's that impressive. Well, like, you, can, you don't need a race bike to go and do a track day and have fun, and, no. and actually. Be, be like like you know quite quite quick i mean there was nobody there on that day even in the fast group that was faster than me and i was with the no. road bike so yeah. it was great as well with the number plate you know just like, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> tell, but what would have been funny would have been this one hey caroline yeah it's me <laughs> you, you couldn't do me a favor and pick me up could you yeah yeah i've crashed <laughs> bring, bring, the, bring the trailer as well bring the, bring the, the trailer yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah do you want the best yeah, thing no, as well I borrowed that bike from Suzuki GB. So I was saying, I was just saying, I borrowed that bike from Suzuki GB, so they wouldn't have been caught. I'm probably not super happy if I cut it in half down the craners. Oh, can you imagine? As it does, yeah. as it barrel rolls down craner curves and the folks. It was cold as well. It was like, we had like five degrees track temperature, so it was really cold that day. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, yeah. seriously impressive. What I like best, though, on. Uh, I mean, you've got so many subscribers, but do you know what he's done, Neil? I don't know whether your kids what done it. He's done an unboxing because that's obviously the, the, the trendiest thing to do at the moment. Like all the kids are watching people unwrap things, aren't they? Unboxing is like kids, the kids told me to do that. Yeah, they said I, I, I got those boxes and they said, "Why don't you do an unboxing?" I was like, what, what, "What's an unboxing? What do you mean?" She said, "Well, you film yourself and you open the box." And I was like, "Well." I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah, but then really, exactly. when you do it, when, when you watch it, it is quite exciting because, you know, you're excited when you open something new that just arrived. <laughs> what did you open? Uh, the It was the, the Odin stuff as well. It was proper, proper nice stuff. Got all these like, forks you know, coming like out. The, and getting all the golden forks and that. And it was like, oh, it was like Christmas. Uh, so the kids <laughs> filmed that and they, they told me to do it. And, uh, yeah, people are enjoying it. People are they, they, they brilliant. Mm. I love Absolutely it. Superb. That was in his treasure room, wasn't it? You've yes, got like the, the little, treasure room. The it's treasure more room. Of a messy what, room, though. It's the thing is, Sylvan, what I didn't, what I was a bit worried about was that is that uh, any wannabe burglars now. <laughs> 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 no, no, it's like uh, it's, it's well hidden that one. Oh, good. You, you can't, you can't get to it. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what I like to know. That's what I like. That's to a hear. problem. It, it, I mean, to find that room in your castle. 
is going to be difficult, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> when, when you've 75 rooms, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit more difficult. Now, in Gav's That's two it. up, two down, it, uh, you know, the odds are it's going to be one of these four rooms. Well, they also, uh, also the odds are there is zero treasure in this, in this place. The only trophy I've got is from like an under 12s cricket tournament. So, yeah, but at the time, Gav, you were 40. That was weird. <laughs> you know, that's just not right. Stop going to those events. Okay. You've been well, warned. Any chance of getting a trophy, isn't it, really? So, I think, hey, Gav, I think it's time for the old quick fire. It is. It is. Yeah. You fire them out. Go on. So, Sylvan, so, I hope so, you're ready. Sylvan, how we do this? Obviously, we've had a little chat and then I just do a little quick fire round. Obviously, this is the main event. Everything that's been said before, no one's really listening to. A lot of people just wait for the quick fire round because it's really important. Very difficult right. questions. So it might be, it might challenge you a little bit. So just be prepared. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay, first uh, question is, obviously, we know you live in the UK. You're from France. There's going to be a French theme run through these oh questions. God. Oh, God. This um, is this going to be cultural appropriation at its very worst? Like, what? what's your... You know, if you go to the pub, are you like a... I'll probably pronounce this wrong. Chateau Neuve de Pape type guy, <laughs> or, or are you a pint of beer? Yeah, no, I'm more Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. Oh, love a pint of Guinness. Yeah. I love, I love a Guinness. Yeah. And what would you say if someone offered you a black velvet where you have a champagne in the Guinness? <laughs> someone puts a champagne. Yeah, yeah, I'll do like the full accent. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, not like that as well. I'm not really like. A, I mean, wine it's alright, but yeah, I, I think I think Guinness and beer is is quite nice. Yeah. All right. I love that. Me and Gav were saying before you came on, like for a, your, your typical English kid, the school trip we had when I was 15, we had to save up and bring money into the school. And we all went on a trip to France. We went on a coach from Burnley and we got, we got to Paris and everybody was excited. It was my first time abroad. And I got there and I got, um, I think it was either 15 pounds or 30 pounds spending money. We were there for a full week. And yeah. I got all excited because the, the, there were two things I wanted to buy. One was the cheap firework bangers. Yeah, the bangers. <laughs> and and yeah. I couldn't believe I could go into a, like a newsagent's and buy a flick knife. Flick knife! So, so, yeah, so on day one, I had my, my whole spending here. money. I bought a bag of bangers <laughs> and a flick knife. And literally, I had no money for the rest of the time. Why I'm telling you this story is, when you was obviously 15 years old at school, do you do... Does, do French schools come to London? And if so, what would you have? What would you buy if you'd got thirty pounds when you were fifteen? The weirdest question yeah. you've ever been asked. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think yeah, do, some kids do it, but I I, I never came to England. Um, I think that what you do is like I mean the French thing is like uh, when when you're that age, you get like uh, something about the Queen or something like that. You get like yeah. um, your picture with the Queen, or you go yeah. You go like Madame Tussaud and get your picture with the Queen or something like that. Yeah, I got you, what, what, you, what, you can. I didn't know you could just get your picture taken with the Queen. <laughs> Is that what she does, the Queen? In Madame, in, in the Tussaud Museum, you can. <laughs> yeah, Madame Tussauds. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Brilliant. Um, I didn't realise this, but I learned something last night. So I, I was in bed with Victoria, my girlfriend. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I don't whoa. know about that. Whoa, um, and. Uh, it was good, by the way. I was amazing. No, um, and I was saying, what's a typical French dish? I went, oh, coco van. I went, that is French, isn't it? She went, yeah. I went, what is it? I said, is it chicken? She went, your cock is chicken. Or oh, van is like in wine. So anyway, yeah. we had this conversation. So my question <laughs> is, 
my, my question is... I feel so sorry for your girlfriend. I have two questions. One, can you cook cock or van? And two, actually, is do French people cook cock or van? Uh, I can't cook cock or van. Uh, I'll tell you a funny first story about that. Because um, for, you know, for Christmas, uh, like we, we don't really have a turkey. We have a, a, something called a chapon, which is basically like a, a big cockroach. Like a capon, a yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first, time, the first time I came to England, um, where I spent Christmas here. And then, so I didn't know Karen's parents very well. And then Karen's mum was asking me what we have, what, you know, what, what the French have for Christmas. Like we all at the table, all the family. And I didn't speak English very well either. So, and I just went, I just went, oh yeah, we, we just have a we just have a big cock like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was that was uh, everybody started laughing. I didn't know why they were laughing. I, I Brilliant. Didn't know what it meant. Uh, yeah. You want Gav? You want to go there for you want to go there for Christmas dinner? What? <laughs> <laughs> you thought Coco Van was what the French were calling you when you were driving your motorhome around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, Sylvan. So, your wife's absolutely stunning. What I want to know is, did you woo her with your lovely French accent? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually, because uh, the first time we met, I couldn't really speak uh, English very well at all. And then um, she could speak like, French a lot better. So, I think she, she uh, um, yeah... She was the one that had the accent, you know, like the, she had like this English accent in French. And I thought, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. I don't know what, what she found in me, really. I don't, honestly, I don't <laughs> But that, you, that, was that, it, didn't that, you meet, first of all, though, when you were injured after a, a British Grand Prix? Yeah, yeah. Well, we met before that. We met just before the race. And then, yes, I had a massive eyesight in Melbourne Airpin with the 250 bike. Like, first, oh. a big eyesight. Landed on my um, on my leg. I remember it was really painful. Nothing broken, but it was bad. And then I played a bit, like because at the time I had a small motor and I was driving myself. And uh, so I said, oh, I can't, I can't drive it for a few days. I'm too injured, and I just stayed there. And that's how we met. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And th I was going to ask you that question. So all uh, English girls love the French accent on men. It's ah, oh, what a beautiful accent. So, what do French girls think of our accent? <laughs> Burnley accent. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask. Uh, you'll have to no, ask have you uh, ever heard? Like, have you ever heard a French girl go, "Oh my God, that English guy has got such a beautiful accent"? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no I knew that was going to be the case. Um, no, before no. you, before you came on, I was talking to Gav, and he said. He went, yeah, 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 Sylvan speaks really good English. But he said, my French is much better than Sylvan's English. <laughs> oh, come so, on, so, so, Gav, I want you to ask Sylvan a question in French, because you said you, you're absolutely fluent. Go on, Gav. Uh, bonjour, Sylvan. Comment vas-tu? Uh, combien d'âge as-tu? <laughs> uh, oh, right. No, uh, no uh, S'il vous plaît, uh, monsieur, uh, 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 le, he is actually. Le, he does le, actually speak good gar, French. Don't la gare, s'il vous plaît. Où est la gare? Où est la gare? La gare, la gare. Yeah. La, last yeah, question. Well, yeah. Where's it? What's that? The train station or something? Is it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Train station. Hey. Look at him. Yeah. Kind Come of on, a yeah. big deal. The GCSE <laughs> French. Um. Right. 
Last question is, actually, it's a serious one. You're going out for a meal. What, which three ri racers, riders, would you choose to have a meal with, dead or alive? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, I'll go with, um, honestly, I have no idea. Um, I'll go with, because most, most races, they're not, they, you know, they, 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 you wouldn't go on holiday with them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. Um, and they'd all I be trying like... to make you pay the bill. They'd all be trying. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, I didn't bring my wallet. That's oh, what usually sorry. happens. Yeah, I forgot it. Um, I'll probably with we go with guys that I don't know, so I can I can like you know try and meet meet new people and yeah. And, uh, so uh, uh, no, actually, I know this one that I would pick. I, I would go with Cal Crutchler because he's always good fun and uh, you can never you can never you never know what's going to happen so i like that yeah um, and then so if it's how many how many of us is there three two more to pick two more to pick um two more to pick uh i don't know some some uh, um honestly I, 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 who's your racing I, hero who would it have been uh, I haven't really got a, a race in Europe. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll probably go with... with. Um, I'm struggling on that one. But who's going to be the best fun on a night out then? Well, Cal will be, because he'll do something. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> yeah. <in> trouble. <laughs> um, well, probably... probably um, um, can you help me a bit? He's stumped here. I, I, I'm struggling with it. Yeah. Would you not like... Well, I'd, I'd go with Valentino because he's the richest guy I know. So he's paying. So you'd have him <laughs> all day long. And I'd, I'd probably go with Jamie Whitten because you'd have such a laugh as well. So Yeah. Jamie Jamie would be good fun. 100%. Yeah. Jamie yeah. Jamie would be brilliant. So Jamie... Yeah. And then... Um, and then and I'd then, like to uh, go with... Uh, imagine going with Joey Dunlop. Just imagine. Because I never yeah, spoke to cool. him. I, I never spoke to him yeah. because I didn't speak to him because it was Joey Dunlop and he was like, he had this aura about him. Like, yeah. you know, imagine sitting down with Joey Dunlop now and just being able to spend three hours sat around the table and just to listen to him, it'd be stunning. Some, these, these guys as well, they, they, were, they were like different money. They were just, um, yeah, the old, school, the old school guys. Yeah. Very old any school, of, yeah. Any of those, I think. Any of those would have been like, good fun to uh, to spend a night with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe actually Neil's Neil, one of Neil's questions actually stumped someone because <laughs> finally <laughs> normally like one word answers. <laughs> finally, he's I really struggled with that one. Question. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said was, it was going to. I found that one really difficult. I said it was going to tax you, Sylvan. So you know, <laughs> that's, that's did, why yeah. big questions. The big we call them the big questions. Yeah, Equals. because they're like, they're like, yeah, and they, and they, and, they, and you don't normally people don't ask things like that normally. No, no, so. big big questions. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, we better let you go because I'm sure you've got some homeschooling or you've got something to uh, be doing with your kids or maybe a bit of fettling to do with you. Some you got some new bits sent for your bike or something like that. But we do appreciate uh, the time you spent with us uh, today, Silva. And uh, no, it's been great. Too. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And and unfortunately, we're not we're not going to get to see you 
racing this year because they've said no wild cards. Yeah. But the you know, yeah. contracts have been extended for the other two. Has, has yours been extended as the test rider? Have you got, is that in the bag? So we might be able to see you next well, year. Uh, no, at the moment it's, it's not uh, like not confirmed. Uh, but I'll, be, I'll probably be doing the, um, uh, the eight hours Suzuka. You know, they've been postponed to November. So that'll be at least a race this year. And yeah, unfortunately, all the wildcards will be cancelled for everybody. That's really a shame that because that is something really nice that I really enjoy. But I mean, you were at Bruno last year. That was, yeah, that, that was, was good cool, fun. That. Yeah. What were you third? Was it third in like third practice? Yeah, I did like, a, I think I did a third in the, in the dry and then another third in the wet. In, on the, on the Saturday, so it was it was good that yeah, that was yeah. good. That was impressive. That was impressive mm. stuff. Uh, yeah, so we, we're looking forward to uh, to seeing you out there again. Uh, thanks for your time, Sylvan. Say hello yeah. to Caroline. Say hello to all the kids as well. Um, yeah, she's just behind actually somewhere. Yes, come say hello. She's come there. Come and she's say hello up. to us all. Get get the boss yeah. here. There she is. Here's the boss. Glammed up oh, as always. Nice. How you doing? I'm not glammed up. I'm fed up with homeschooling. Oh, oh my right, God. Okay. I bet you are. Caroline, can we do a podcast with just with you, though? Is that possible? <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime you want. Can I bring a gin and tonic? Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? All of us on the gin and tonics. I'll tell you some tales about Sylvan. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us the truth. It's too <laughs> guarded. Tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, lovely to see you both. And uh, you take care of yourselves. And uh, hopefully see you both very soon indeed. Bye, guys. See you, guys. Okay. See ya. Cheers, Thank Cheers you. Caroline. Bye. Bye. Merci beaucoup to Sylvain uh, Gintoli. Gantoli. Guinto. I never got actually asked him. I, was, I know. I, I, just, they say I call him Ginters. I call him Ginters. Do you? Yeah, no, really no, no. That. But he's a good guy, isn't he? Really good. I, yeah. The best thing for Silver, not only is he a top lad, it's when he goes, you know what, mate? Like that. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like his accent is just absolutely superb. But he's loved, isn't he, by fans who came over to Britain, racing British Superbike 2. And everyone who's met him or seen him uh, just likes him. And that's, that's that. Yeah, he, he's one of those uh, quite rare motorcycle racers that is completely unaffected there's no there's no sort of superstar aura about him i can just picture him turning up at donnington on his bike riding there <laughs> and going around doing 37s you know whilst all the racer guys will have been there with their super stock bikes and their slick tires on and he's just a normal guy who can ride a bike fast obviously he's got a lot of passion about about it what's funny about sylvan is when you meet him he he doesn't look like a motorcycle racer. No. That's, and that's a compliment. Yeah. You know, he's just just a normal guy. He's very small, um, really narrow shoulders. Not short, he's, is he? He's not short. He's no. like average height, isn't he? Probably. Yeah, but yeah, he's just not your... I don't know. He's just, a, he's just an all-round good guy. And that's what everybody says about him, don't they? Yeah. He's done, I've done commentary with him. He came and uh, stood in one time, uh, I remember, in uh, Magello. Came and sat in. I think Nick Harris, when we commentated, was ill. So uh, yeah, and he was good then. He's just one of these looks. He is one of these that lends himself to just get and does things well. Like I think yeah. he's good on TV. I think he's that sort of character. Where yeah, me too. He, me know, too. Offer good insight across the board. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, 
I think we did most of the roundup of everything going on, didn't we? Yeah. Before. I better get back to work because Dicky looking. I he's see. looking over. He's giving me the old. Yeah. On the clock here, using up yeah, company time. So, uh, right. So we will say. Don't forget that that's his lighter. Just don't forget. You yeah. Know. If, you, if you, those of you who can't see that who are listening to the audio, that is a naked lady. On a lighter. Naked lady on a lighter. It's the future. Disgusting. Uh, so, uh, Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. Porno. It's porno, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, again, thanks everyone for watching. All your comments. Uh, got any questions for us? Got any shout outs you want us to make? Uh, I've had someone write to me asking for a shout out for their wedding. And I was like, yeah. what is it? And he said, May 2021. It's a bit early. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in the next year. I don't mean that in a that oh. way but i meant coronavirus that's what i meant i didn't mean like everything like yeah anyway Gav. Uh, so yeah any of those things so um yeah thanks again for listening please like us please subscribe us please share with your mates too as always i know it sounds like we're pleading but we are we just want uh, more people to to listen in and uh, enjoy the fun that we're having whilst doing these we've got another one coming up very soon indeed neil i'm gonna let you get back to work all right gav yeah. I love you, man. I love you. You don't. I love you. You don't mean it. You don't mean it. Yeah, I do. See you later, everyone. Take care. All right. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>